Go home. Go home. Go home. guys, and welcome to episode 107 of The Go Home Show. I'm your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abishak. We're Brian. Yo. How you doing today? I'm good. You look like one of the Cosby kids. Oh, I'm Theo. I'm Theo. I'm Theo. I'm Theo. Is that a good Cosby? Yeah, it's pretty good. Did I do that? That's Urkel. Oh, fuck. When you were a kid, did you call Family Matters Urkel? I think I did. Yeah? I'm, I probably did. I called it Urkel for sure. I, I oh, we gotta we gotta go home. It's Friday night. Urkel's on. Yep. And I I used to have uh, big glasses like that, and I would hike up my pants and uh, I'd walk around the house. And I'd anybody go, got any cheese? Did I do that? Oh, that was a pretty good Urkel. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, hot hot Urkel. What's up, uh, guys? The Go Home Show. We're back with another episode. Uh, very Urkel centric. Uh, we're here, and we are we're gonna make a lot of jokes about the gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot, we have like a whole segment based on like, uh, like taking calls about if you should shoot the gorilla or not shoot the gorilla. Um, it's turned into a call-in show. Yeah. And then we're also, after that, talk about that Malaysia flight that disappeared like a year and a half ago. What about the one that, uh, disappeared a couple weeks ago from that, Greece, that one too. Egypt air? And we're gonna, we're gonna draw triangles and talk about how they're connected mm-hmm. and, um, And the all-seeing eye. Yeah. And so, you know, we just got whatever's in the public eye right now is what this podcast is about. So, uh, welcome uh we are the number one uh pop culture entertainment uh program the go home show uh caller you're on the air time on the caller all right that's fine uh studio line two you're on the air go ahead okay uh not getting uh nearly as many calls as i was expecting um so i guess We'll just have to go back to the old format where we talk about wrestling. It's a good idea. I don't uh, personally. I don't like it. I'd rather do a call-in show where people can share their opinions about current events mm-hmm. because just I want to hear what other people have to say about what they think it is that's happening and what they would have done mm-hmm. if faced with the situation, but also given like a week to really think about it instead of acting in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I guess. We'll try one more. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Nothing. I don't know. Uh, so, well, th- I don't, hey guys, thanks for nothing. Whatever, I guess. Trying something new, you guys just... Yeah, I mean, if you want to shit on it, that's fine. Just tell us. Just uh, yeah. just tweet at Brian specifically, at King Lord Brian. Just let him know, hey, that hey that didn't work. You know, like, you blew it. That's fine. Piece of shit. Fuck you. Uh, whatever, I guess. I, uh, we're, we're open to criticism, just... But just po- but positive criticism. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys did really good. Mm-hmm. Hey, keep it up. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I love this. Mm-hmm. You know, like nothing, just nothing. nothing negative. All the criticism that you want to give us, that's fine. Just nothing negative or like, um, don't just tell, don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. Listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh-huh. And you're entitled to not have your opinion contested. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's, I mean, and you know what? That's my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, you can't do anything about that, can you? Mm -mm. Sorry. That's, that's just, you know, I'm entitled to that opinion. Yep. And you can't take that away from me. All right. uh, We do have someone on the line who wants to talk to us about the dentist that killed that lion. Caller, caller, you're on the air. That's a dog. All right. Now I get it. Yeah. Great prank. Great prank call. Good. good. Prank call. Great prank call. Nice. Yeah. I get it, guys. Real, real funny. Real funny. Real. Oh, put a smile on my face. Yeah. Real funny, guys. It's like that dentist. Well, I mean, if we're going to go back to the old format, you should at least go to shop.mega64.com and check out the sweet brand new hat that's going to be online this coming Friday. Sick. I think it's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. I hope so. Uh, And the new uh, shirt. It's a snapback. A new, uh, sorry, sweatshirt. It's a snapback hat. Snap the front, snap the back, put on backwards, then it's a front snap. Snap front. Back Ch- build. Changing the, f- changing the fucking game, bro. Yeah. Changing the fucking game, bro. And that's it. So the hat is going to go on sale along with the Experiment sweatshirt, which I'm not wearing. Uh, sorry, I don't have one. Because they're all sold out. And I, w- I would have brought the one that I snagged before we sold out. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. 
guys, we're here, though, and it's another episode of the Gome Show. Brian, how's your week of wrestling been? My week of wrestling has been pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, I didn't watch anything outside of what we normally watch. Uh-huh. Uh, I did watch, actually, a little bit of, uh, of uh, Camp WWE. Oh, yeah? I think I'm up to the third episode. Okay. I think there are four or five out. Uh-huh. Still a good show. Yeah. I think I think it's uh, it's definitely worth... Whatever Adult Swim show you already are watching, uh-huh. it's just as good. Okay. I would but, I would say that that's, uh, that's worth your time if you're looking for something to kill some time. You don't need to be super invested in it, but it's it's a good, fun little ride. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Doom. Oh, yeah. That game is incredible. Like, really, if you haven't played the new Doom, I recommend it. If you like old first-person shooters, it's a fun game. Uh, but you probably heard enough about that. Mm. Another thing you've heard enough about is the Will Ospreay Ricochet match. Yes. Which um, I was talking to our buddy JB Rowe at jbrow.com about uh, this match. And he texted me and said, hey, uh, is it just me or, or is this just kind of like a typical PWG match? And it was just about five minutes longer. It really was a PWG match. Slowed down a little bit. Hmm. I mean, they it both- was it was. Very good. Yeah. I feel like I've seen most of the stuff out of these guys before. I thought it was a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the only reason people are upset is because Vader said, oh, it's, oh, this is just choreographed, whatever. It was. You're you're right. The rest of that match was really incredible. Even the choreographed part was really incredible. Mm-hmm. It was great. It wasn't... Like, honestly, if that match didn't get that negative press... People would have gone, oh, you got to watch that from Best of the Super Juniors, but it would have been lost in the shuffle yeah. among the 80 other matches that'll be happening. It's just, an, it's it's really like just another match in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. They flip around and shit. What do you expect? Yeah. It's Best of the Super Juniors. So this was in Japan? Yeah. Oh, okay. In, in New Japan. Will Ospreay and Ricochet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know where it was, yep. where, the, where the match was. I mean, I guess it makes it makes more sense given the context now. I understand why Vader would have gone out to say what he said, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, yeah, because I, I, I still haven't seen the match. But who cares? I mean, if pretty much, like, really, does it does it matter? Nope. How can you have that much criticism toward that mm-hmm. and none towards the WWE and, uh, and whatever they do? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I he might he might have criticism about it, but like, um, it, it's just a matter of like. He was just a guy who spoke based on, like, a gift that he saw, and then he watched the rest of the match, and he went, okay, yeah, they get, the match was good. It, it was fake outrage over bullshit, so mm. not, none of it mattered to begin with. Well, um, either way, I, you got some eyes on those guys, and they definitely deserve it. It's great. Yeah, they absolutely deserve it. Those guys are great. Ricochet's awesome. And uh, Will, o- Will Ospreay Ospreay. is growing on me, so... Oh, I've always liked him. I, he's, uh, yeah, I think he... Um, he had a match with uh, Mark Andrews and TNA that I watched mm-hmm. that like really left a sour taste in my mouth. Oh. Like that's the one that I want Vader to watch and like tell. At one part, at one point, I think Mark Andrews rides a skateboard down a ramp and then does like a head scissors out of it, and it's like, oh okay, this is silly. This is silly beyond all belief. Yeah, no, I've only seen him in PWG mm-hmm. and uh, and whatever indie yep. matches we found online, yep. and he's uh, he's pretty he's yep. a pretty good guy. Uh, Cody Rhodes put out a list of opponents that he would like to face, and then announced his first date in August in a match against Kurt Angle. Wow! Holy shit! That that's gonna be awesome. Kurt Angle is not what he used to be. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna matter. Mm-mm. No, I think that's gonna be really incredible. Kurt Angle knows that he has a chance to uh, put on a great match with an excellent worker. Yeah, and they are. I have a feeling that they're going to put on a a solid match at the very least. Oh, I think it's gonna be really, really good. Uh, this is this is Cody Rhodes coming out party. You know yep. what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I mean, I I agree, but I want to keep my expectations right here. Yep. So that when I see the match. Expectations are maybe here. Yep. I I want that match to be the most spectacular fuck you to the WWE about mm-hmm. like how you need to listen to your talent and use it better and all the things that we've been saying for over a decade about the WWE. Mm-hmm. But really all I want is a good match from these guys and I know I'll get it. Yep. There you go. Um, another thing was on Raw or during Raw their commercial for uh, what's in the hatch. Something's <laughs> unleashed from the hatch and it's... um. A whole bunch of cops go up to a hatch and they open it up and it explodes or whatever and then it's Goldberg looking Oldberg and then he walks out and then they put him in the back of a cop car 
And then as he drives by, there's a reflection in the window that says Suplex City, and then he smiles. So now the internet, not understanding that this is for the video game WWE 2K17, mm-hmm. believes that there will be a Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match. And if there's a Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match this year, mm-hmm. or I'll give it all the way to WrestleMania. If I there's agree. a if there's a Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match, uh-huh. probably ever again. I I officially quit this podcast. When it's announced, when the match is announced, if it happens, it won't. That's why I'm I'm very sure. But if it is announced and they're like, oh, it's going to be Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, there the will rematch. not there will not be another episode of the Go Home Show. Period. I'm fine with that. And and I, all faith is lost. Yeah, it's it's garbage for garbage people, and I refuse to participate. I I can agree to that. I already don't want to participate in the brand split. Yeah, with the brand split coming up, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. It can. Monday and Tuesday is five hours of wrestling. Yeah, and then it, there, and it, then there's the rest of it. Hey, if there's a pay per view, uh-huh. eight hours and three days. The only thing I could think, because I was thinking about how we would potentially cover this, mm-hmm. is one of us would watch one show, the other would watch the other, and we would still watch the two one hour shows that we talk about, mm-hmm. because otherwise. It would be too much for one person to have to watch. We have to change the day that we record on. We would have to, because SmackDown's on Tuesday. That's true. So we can't do that. We would have to put this out on a different day. And then by then, it's or, it's already so late in the week. What's yeah. the point? Because it's already... Because, because, okay, here. Mm-hmm. Record on Monday. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Monday is Raw, so we can't record then. Tuesday mm-hmm. is SmackDown, we can't record then. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is NXT and Lucha Underground, so we can't record then. So we're recording Thursday... To put something up Friday? That's There yeah. you go. And So hey, here are the things that we've been dealing with. And not only that, I do want to point out, that means what went from, which is already kind of annoying, because as much as I love doing the <coughs> show and I love watching wrestling, our Monday and Tuesdays every week yep. is this. And that's fine. This would be Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Hey guys, I love you. No. No, it's I'm an sorry. Ins- it's an insane amount. It's just an insane amount. Like, and it's it's preposterous to think that pe- all people are going to watch eight hours of wrestling in three days to keep up with your stories. I really don't think that's going to happen. Unless, and even still, this is a very just wishful thinking never going to happen. Unless Raw returns to two hours mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. God no. Like, th- that would be just too much. The brand split is like, I think, such a bad idea. I think it's such a bad idea. I think it's and, a and, and I idea. feel like you see a lot of people talking about it like, oh, there's gonna be like a lot of positives. You're gonna get a lot of spotlight on like these other guys and all you know, it's gonna make SmackDown matter or whatever. Raw doesn't even matter. Like I just see a lot of complaints online about like, oh, Titus O'Neil's in a feud with Rusev, that's boring. Dude, when they go to like two different shows and the roster is like halved, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you think the feuds are going to be on a three-hour Raw? Dude, a three-hour Raw? We'll be back to where we were, like, literally a year ago. They're going to start it, run with it for two months, panic, because the ratings don't jump so huge for SmackDown all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. and they're going to start bringing Raw talent onto SmackDown and SmackDown talent onto Raw, and we'll be back where we were in, like, 2010. Like, it's just... I just don't see the benefit... As a fan, mm-hmm. as a company, you're making the most out of your money. Like, I get it. Yeah. As a, as a company, you're fulfilling a contract, and you're making things matter, and you're trying to get your ratings up. It makes sense as a company. As a fan, I'm totally not into it. At all. I, I just, I think that we've done it. I think that it failed, and all you hear is people going, well, yeah, but if it's done right. It's not. Dude, when was the last time you went, wow, that was really done right? The, the... First time they did it, it was done fine. They're going to call up so much NXT talent that NXT is going to be fucking gutted. Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, we we let it run its course because you you had two full rosters of people. You had replays every, of replays of promos of replays? They already do that. Yeah. That's already on Raw. That And that's already 40% that's, of SmackDown. It's already what they do. And, and, like, really, they just not even... Not even two years ago. It'll be two years at SummerSlam. Just separated or, or combined what they had separated. Like mm-hmm. the, the, they officially ended the brand split by combining the two titles. Yep. 
And then now they're just running back to it not even two years later. It was... It wasn't even two years ago. Yep. Why are we going back to this just because we have more people and it's starting to get good? So, I don't know, like... This is going to kill all momentum for the women's division. Because you're going to split them up on both shows, right? Either that or the women's division is the main event. You think it has, like, a chance to thrive? I just think it kills momentum because you have a, a relatively, like you know, beefy roster of women Mm -hmm. that, like, you can pull from to have, like, some good matches, and now it's gonna be, like, you're splitting, like, the really outstanding performers between, like, two shows. Yeah, they're gonna call it Bosca, and they're gonna call it Bailey. Sure. But then, what do you have down in NXT? And really, and really, where does that leave you with Raw and SmackDown, like, with the amount of depth that you have? You're, you're taking a depth that you don't book into, like, strong roles, Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of halving it and going, oh, it'll work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. The The only way I could see it working in a way that makes any sort of, like, real f- push forward mm-hmm. is if the women's championship is regarded as one of the higher titles, like, at, like up there with the WWE championship mm-hmm. on the opposite show, and that's the only <coughs> show it's on. If they're going to do this exclusive brand split, the I, I way mean, that they, they are. They're going to have a, I assume they'll have a world champion hop back and forth between shows, but they haven't confirmed anything yet. I hated that segment on Monday too, which we'll we'll get to. But um, oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like people complain about Tyler Breeze and Fondango wrestling on Raw, and like our our truth and Gold Dust like showing up or whatever. What do you think you're gonna get when you have half your roster on a different show? Like, what do you think is going to fill three hours of Raw if that's what you're getting with a full roster and that's what's on three hours of Raw? That's all. Like, what do you, what, in what way does that benefit change if you already don't want to see that and they're doing it with a full roster? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not hopeful and I don't like the idea of it. And you can say I don't know what I'm talking about and that's fine. I really, like, I just, I really don't like the idea of it and I don't think that they're going to have strong stories on either thing and and you're going to see a panic within six months of, like, getting it all back together. They just combine the titles. Why are we splitting them i don't know it's just uh it's it's exhausting to see that it is yep i i really don't understand it i think it's going to hurt every part of their brand because like you said it's just drawing everything thin we already have an issue i feel like uh with nxt Mm -hmm. like really just not going anywhere yeah with their talent like either their talent is main event ready and they're being held back Mm -hmm. or they are so far from being ready that yeah, like they need a lot of work. Yeah. So how is this going to help that as I well? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, the segment on Monday didn't put a lot of uh, positivity in me either. Mm-mm. That was. We'll get to that when we get to Raw. But like, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Let's get into Lucha Underground. Let's go. Uh, Vampiro and Pentagon have a segment to open the show, and Pentagon says that he has no fear, and then Vampiro's like, "No, nah, you're no, nah, you're afraid." And Pentagon's like, "No, nah, dog, no fear." Zero Mido. That fucked up. Yep. Uh, he said that he's not ready to face uh, Matanza. And that, that's the end of that segment. Our opening matchup is Joey Ryan against Masquerita Sagrada. And you get the famous B uh, opener, or the uh, the ring announcement mm-hmm. for Masquerita Sagrada. And as Masquerita Sagrada is posing, when his name is said, uh, Joey Ryan just kicks him in the head. I love it. I thought that was very funny. That's how he'll work. Yep. Masquerita dives to the outside. Joey Ryan <laughs> tries to press slam. He tries to do a gorilla press slam to Masquerita Sagrada, but can't lift him. So he gives him the tiniest scoop slam. It like did not go above his knees. It was the it was the smallest scoop slam. It was great. It was so funny. I'm so happy Joey Ryan's getting TV time. This just reminded me. Scoop. Uh in the Will Ospreay uh, ricochet match, mm-hmm. there was a point where uh, Will Ospreay gets, <clears throat> excuse me, gets tossed into the corner and then um, kicked into it. So face first into the second turnbuckle, which oh. has like the pad. And then Ricochet yells, scooped, and then like 619's the pad oh, man. into Ospreay's face. I just thought it was great that he shouted you out and gave you a scoop. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow, Ricochet. Thank you. Scoops left and right, dude. We knew you were listening to this. 
There you go. Chuck Taylor changed changed his name too. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, right. What is it now? Oh, I can't. I can't oh. keep up. Oh, uh, you can call him. This is how we do it. I love him. <laughs> he is the best. Yep. Uh, so jo- back to Joey Ryan and Masquerita Sagrada. There's a fireman's carry um, by Masquerita Sagrada, which got the crowd super hot, and then a moonsault, but a kick out by Joey Ryan, and then uh, Masquerita Sagrada with the uh, referee distracted. Kicks Joey Ryan in the dick, but Joey Ryan is unaffected. And then Tornado DDT's Masquerita Sagrada for the win. Hell yeah. Any other notes from that? I I always don't take notes during Lucha Underground because the matches are so good. They're either very funny and entertaining because they're still believable and competitive matches like this one was. Uh-huh. Or they are so fucking intense and crazy. The main event was really hard to take notes on. <laughs> like, that I just, oh, right, I should be writing this down. No, right. I want to watch what's going on here. <laughs> uh, I thought this episode of Lucha Underground was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, we get a Taya video package. She's a badass, and she fucking beats up dudes at a bar. Because she's fucking cool. Yeah, those poor Lucha, like... Lucha dorks. Yep. Boom. There we go. Got him. Let's see. We get King Cuerno sitting in his uh, trophy room, cutting a promo. Dude. And he's talking about how uh, a lion is nothing but a trophy or whatever. And then he stands up and he goes over and it's Mil Muertes in a coffin. Yeah. With like the mask restitched. Dude. He's just in a glass coffin or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. As a trophy in Cuerno's like study or whatever. That I thought that was fucking radical. That was fucking cool as hell. Yep. I would I can't wait to see how that's gonna evolve. Yep. That that dynamic of him actually having him as his trophy. I thought that was really cool. So unexpected mm-hmm. and, and I thought was uh played out really well. I thought that was a great ending to that match where uh uh Mil Martes gets in like the coffin or whatever and then mm-hmm. he's being let out by like all like the death people or whatever and then on pulling the cloak back and it's Cuerno. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was so fucking cool. I loved it. I love these guys. Yeah. I love, King Cuerno is awesome. He's He is always, like, involved somehow, and I always think it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my ear hurts. Um, uh, we get uh, Chavo versus uh, the Machine, Cage, for the Gift of the Gods title. Uh, I think it was a foregone conclusion by everyone what was going to happen in this match. Uh-huh. But I thought Chavo looked really good. I thought he looked very believable. I thought Chavo and Cage put on a great match here. I thought it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Chavo dives to the outside but gets caught, and then he just gets slammed all over the place into like the barricade four times and into like the steel post. I thought that was very funny. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the upper hand, uh, boots Cage to the outside, and then uh, he actually dives on Cage and it works. Yeah. Hey. Uh... Chavo dives on like on the cage from the inside of the ring because they're both inside. And guess what? He gets caught again. <laughs> well, S- stop it. So he gets expect? caught and tossed around. Uh, cage goes for a moonsault but misses. And then he sells the knee a little bit, which kind of came into play next because uh, Chavo just kind of works on the leg a little bit, mm-hmm. but not for like the rest of the match. It just kind of happened here and nowhere else. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, uh, didn't, it, he it, didn't work on it again, really. It's not something I'm complaining about. I just... Uh, like, I just thought it was weird. It was, oh, he sold the knee. Okay, he tacked the knee. Just for a minute. Okay, never mind. Uh, he didn't, I don't even think he went into, like, a submission. No. I think he just kind of, like, kicked the knee a couple of times. Yeah, maybe maybe the point was he kind of missed his opportunity to really uh, take advantage of the injury. I and, can see that, and yeah. Then, and Cage, Cage being the machine he is, just recovered. So then uh, Cage hits a deadlift apron uh, suplex. And doesn't stall it for super long, and that that's when uh, Striker and Vampiro put over like, oh, he didn't stall for really long, it must be his leg. But, again, the leg didn't really come into play. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like that spot. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Um, there's a sit-out Alabama slam by Cage, which looked, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love when he does that. Chavo does a running tornado DDT. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a really cool move, um, especially on Cage, who made it look great. Chavo hits a crack shoot. It's a rolling lager kick, which is just like a like a front flip kick. Uh, it looked really good. And staggered Cage, who came back and then uh, kills Chavo with a uh, discus clothesline, like yeah, fucking God destroys him. Uh, Chavo hits a sunset uh, flip power bomb, and then hits a frog splash. But there's a kick out by Cage. Chavo goes for the three amigo suplexes, hits two of them. Then on the third one. Cage lifts Chavo so high in the air on a suplex and so fast, he spins out in the air into a powerbomb. 
and then Cage keeps the powerbomb connected, mm-hmm. and then powerbombs him into the corner, and then after the corner bomb, pulls him out and hits a Steiner screwdriver, and he is the gift of the gods champion. Awesome. Fucking great. Cage is a machine, and the whole crowd knows the, the whole, like, the the clap that they do yeah. from the Terminator. I thought that was great. Uh, very, very cool. Yes. Very, very, very cool. I love Cage. I'm glad he's the gift of the gods champion. That's what I was saying. Now he could like have it and he's menacing, but also this Matanza thing is going to be like, yeah, what's going to fucking happen? Like, he's, is he going to put down Cage? I don't, I don't know. I honestly feel like this is going to be a very brutal match. I think this match is going to be dope because Cage immediately challenges for mm-hmm. the championship, which I thought was awesome. Like no wasted movement. Just go right he into it. He wants it. Yep. Yep, he had it. He just comes off like a man with a plan, and that's really well booked. I absolutely believe that Cage can win this match. Mm-hmm. I it's Lucha Underground, and mm-hmm. we were talking about this before we started the show. Lucha Underground is not afraid to let titles change hands. Case in point, yeah. And like, it's okay if you don't have a reign that's four months long. Yep. Granted, you have less episodes, you have seasons, so I understand that you kind of have to condense certain things. But it also makes it feel like every episode that the title is on the line, the title could change hands. Yep, I agree. And I really enjoy that because I believe <laughs> Cage can win next week. 100% believe he could win. I, I really like it. Like the way that he got sort of the wool pulled over his eyes with Chavo and everything mm-hmm. was a great character part for Chavo. But then Cage coming in where he has Chavo win mm-hmm. and then immediately challenges for that title. Mm-hmm. Then he gets that title and immediately challenges for the next title. Is just like very a man with a plan. Yeah, like straightforward. I thought it was very very cool. It's giving more dynamic to his character too. He's not just some guy who comes in and beats ass and like says funny things on the mic. He's actually yep. like here to be a a, a champion. Yep, I really very cool. Really liked it. Uh, he tosses Chavo out of the ring to end it. <laughs> uh, Taya. Uh, PJ Black and Jack Evans are backstage and Phoenix is down and they're like, oh, what are you doing? That was supposed to be our partner. And she's like, you got a new partner. And it's Johnny Mundo. And then they all do air guitar like fucking dorks. Yeah, they have like the most KOF segment I think I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was really funny. They do like random shit and like then they play air guitar. Fuck yeah. Hey, I don't care. The fact that they go that far and have fun with it, it looks like it's so much fun to work there. Oh, they're great. They're great shitty characters. They're great. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, Joey Ryan and Ricky Reyes are going through Dario Cueto's office, and they're trying to find evidence of Dario Cueto being a scumbag, and then uh, Joey Ryan finds a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and then Mr. Cisco comes in, and uh, he's like, yo, man, what are you doing? You robbing Dario's office without me? Tsh, I'm going to tell Dario. What a snitch. Yeah, what the fuck, what man? Fuck? You snitching right away. Let's roll on the streets. And don't, Fucked Don't be up. a snitch. Fucked up. And then he tries to like go tell Dario, but then Joey pulls a gun, and then Ricky Reyes grabs him. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabs Francisco Rodriguez, I think is what his name was, and he's like, oh, you're under arrest. And you're like, oh, and their cover was almost blown. Neat. That was fun. Yep. Now we get the main event. PJ Black. Jack Evans and Johnny Mundo against Puma, Azteca, and Rey Mysterio uh, for the Trios Championships. Fucking Azteca comes out in that goddamn lizard hat. I love it. Fuck that lizard hat. Keep it going. No. Yes. No. It's the best. It's the worst. Who cares? It is awesome. Goddamn. Oh, the name of this episode is Hashtag Free Cisco. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the name of this episode. Uh Somebody, I gotta write that down. Yep. Yep. Hashtag Free Cisco. You got a dude. Free him. I think you spell Cisco like that. Yeah. I don't know. Because if his if it's short for Francisco, then yeah. With a Q or with a C? With a C. With a C. Okay. Only only one. Yo, person. dog, free Cisco. Uh let me see that thong. Uh Dragon Azteca Jr. fake dive to the outside. The crowd gets really behind him mm-hmm. in this match. Mm-hmm. I thought he got really, really over. Um someone in the chat, Nick Vies in the chat says that the lizard hat makes Puma's hat look way worse. Puma's hat makes Puma's hat look way worse. Fuck those stupid hats. God, they're awful. They're so... When everything else in the show looks cool, those look like shit. Yeah, I, I felt like Puma didn't need one, <laughs> uh, especially because Cuerno has the stag head. Um, Dragon Azteca could come out just in, like, the cape wing thing, yeah. and I think it totally works. Like, the hat is so stupid. Yeah, even if it was, like, a wooded... Uh, wooded? A hooded mm-hmm. one with a, like, a beak yeah. or whatever. Yep. Sort of like a Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah. It'd oh, be better. D- uh, dude in the chat says the opposite. Ray needs a hat. 
Yeah. You know what? He need fuck it. He needs like a inflatable crown. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> no Burger King crown. There you go. Just paper. Yep. Uh. Prince Puma tags in and he gets caught in a tree alone and just gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Heat on Puma for a really long time. Jack Evans does a standing shooting star press, which was just, uh, I mean, I guess it was a moonsault. Yeah. Whatever it was, he just stood on Puma and then did a flip and landed on him. I thought that was great. Man, that guy was underused. Uh, Puma starts to rally. Then he tosses Jack Evans into a DDT position that PJ Black catches, Mm -hmm. and then Puma does a jumping neckbreaker to PJ Black, which causes him to DDT his partner Jack Evans. I've seen it before from Ricochet, from Mm -hmm. Puma. It's fucking great every time I see it. Yep. That guy is so unique about the moves that he does. I, I, I have seen him both as Ricochet and Puma, Mm -hmm. because he does kind of wrestle a little different when he does, uh, uh, Puma (coughs) compared to Ricochet. Mm -hmm. No matter what he does, he's just incredible. Ricochet is like one of the best in the world. Yep. Uh, so there's a hot tag to Rey Mysterio who comes in, uh, beating the shit out of people, diving everywhere. They hit the, uh, Rey Mysterio is on the outside and Puma and Azteca go for that, that, uh, head scissors, flying flapjack pizza DDT on Mundo, uh-huh. except Mundo catches it, uses his core strength to kick Puma into the corner and then overhead belly to belly, uh, Azteca into Puma in the corner. Man. It looked fucking incredible. I thought that was so cool. Uh, so we get heat on Puma again. Rey Mysterio does an electric chair to the outside on, uh, on Mundo. So mm-hmm. they go over the top rope, but Rey Mysterio stays attached to Mundo which was insane, and then hits a hurricanrana on the outside. That spot was so fucking crazy. That was awesome! Like, how can you stay attached? I don't know, but what was great is that they did that, and so Mundo goes face first into the the apron, Uh and then turns around and just eats another hurricanrana from Dragon Azteca Jr., who dives to the outside. Awesome. I thought that was so cool. Man. Um... Oh, Evans goes for a Frankensteiner on Puma from the top rope. Puma flips out and does a Dragonsteiner to PJ Black on the inside. Yo, what the fuck? I don't, like, it was really crazy. I thought that was so nuts. Awesome matchup. Rey Mysterio hits a 619, and then Puma hits a 630, but Mundo pulls the ref to the outside and hits a low blow on Rey, then a double super kick uh, on the outside to Rey Mysterio, so he's out. Low blow to Puma... And then, uh, oh, and then a loot, and then a low blow to Azteca, then a stomp driver, and then a low blow brain buster to, uh, Puma, but he, and then they do end of the world and he kicks out. Yeah. Why? Puma ate everything. You didn't, you didn't need that. You didn't need it. That, that could have just been the end of the match. It didn't need this extra step where there's a hot tag to Dragon Azteca, Taya causes a distraction, Evans goes in and hits him with a chair and we have new champs. It's one step too many. Let Puma eat a clean win because it's or a, a clean loss because it's not clean. There were low blows everywhere, mm-hmm. and it totally works. I I don't think you need the chair here. I think I think when I first watched it, because what I wrote was I really liked the very dirty finish of this match that mm-hmm. they had to absolutely cheat to win. Uh huh. Um, because right now we don't have like a real heel team to go against here, and here they are. And hey, man, like. Those Gringos Locos. Those I hope that's the name of their team. Oh, me too. That would be a great name. That I thought I thought that ending was good. I, I can see what you're saying, that it maybe was a little belabored to have a chair shot and all I that just extra. I just think having that extra thing, it was overbooked. I just think that part was overbooked. That's mm. it. But um I thought the rest of this match was fucking phenomenal yeah. and like super crazy and really hard to take notes on. So if you don't watch if you haven't watched that, go check it out, because uh yeah. really you're missing out. Yep. You really are. It's it's some of the best wrestling I've seen. It's the it's the best wrestling on American TV. I, I need to understand what this means. Hold on. B-Dazzle in the chat says, My phone's going flat. Need to go. Bye. That must be like some... Guys, my, my phone's going flat. Like... It's getting more flat. Very be careful. No. Very be careful. NXT. Yeah. Uh, Regal says that Bailey can't compete against Asuka, so he makes a triple threat number one contenders women match tonight against Nia Jax, uh, oh, Car- Carmella and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I couldn't think of Carmella. Uh, so that's the main event. 
Gargano and Ciampa against TM61, the former TMDK uh, of Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. And uh, their names now are Shane Thorne and Nick Miller. Hmm. What do you think of this match? Because I don't think you've seen these guys before. Uh, I feel like I saw them wrestle in, um, in New Japan. In New Japan? Like, I, so they were on. Ago. They were on... Uh, they were on the Good Brothers podcast, and uh, Mike Mikey Nichols, I think, was drunk as fuck. That's how I know they're. That's how uh, I know who they are. Yep. Because uh, otherwise, I can't. I can't think of seeing them before. Yep. But I thought this match was what what I wish NXT had more of. Mm-hmm. Because I would say mm, the rest of it was what I wish NXT was less of. I agree. Except oh, I, I hey, I have a lot of complaints about this episode of NXT actually. Except for, and the I'm very, Aries I'm very part. sorry if we're very complaint heavy in this episode. I'm, I'm wearing pretty thin on pro wrestling right now, mm-hmm. so I get very agitated when I just have to watch so much of this, and it's the same garbage over and over. Yeah, and, and NXT was really a bummer to me this week. Like I, I thought NXT like really kind of broke my heart. The only other thing that I liked about this match was, or about this week, was the Aries segment, and then Oscar at the end. Okay, um, so in this match, everyone's wearing black. Mm-hmm. Why? Why Can you do this? Confuse you? It worked. Uh, heat on Gargano, hot tag to Ciampa. Ciampa comes in and hits a lot of chops. Uh, moonsault and fist drop combo by TM61. I thought it was very cool. Nice fake dive to the outside. We went to commercial. There's an apron spear to the inside by Gargano that he always does to Thorn. I thought that was great. And then does locks in a really cool octopus stretch. Uh, I will say that Shane Thorne is very loud. Nick Miller, uh, not not as loud, I think. It, but um, they're both pretty loud in the ring. That's fine. Um, they are Australian. Uh, I don't know if that means that like something has something to do with like the loudness. Oh, maybe that's Australian wrestling. That's their thing. So here's the question I have. Okay. Australian wrestlers are loud. Canadian wrestlers have to do. Um, oh Jesus, we're back. We're back to this. Be- oh, I, we never brought it up. Did we really? Ne- no. no, we definitely brought it up. I think I wrote it down. I think we definitely we, brought this up. I, I think so. But go ahead. All right. So yeah. So that's what Australians do. They're loud. Canadians uh, do backbreakers and submissions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Japanese people do the fighting spirit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mexicans, uh, Mexican wrestlers, excuse me, do <laughs> head scissors <laughs> and arm drags. Hang on. Let me see if I have. Is it racist? Queued up. Uh huh. Uh no, it's not because I'm not white. Uh, <laughs> Samoans do Samoan drops and headbutts, and Americans do military presses. What do English people do aside from catch as catch can? You can't say aside from. Not, I'm sorry. Not what do English people do aside from catch as catch can? Who who were the other ones that we had questions about? I don't know. Because we had. Yeah, I guess that was it. I guess we got all the answers now. Jenga, guys. guys we have Yahtzee. Guys, we have all the answers. Jenga. That's the other name of this episode. <laughs> or, I like that our episodes are now going to be yep. Rocky and Bullwinkle yep, titled. It's uh, Free Cisco or Jenga. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> Gotta write that down. Yep. Cool. Bazingo. Bazingo. <laughs> Alright, uh, so that's what Australian wrestlers do, I guess. Yeah, they're just loud. Yep. I, I don't know. TM61 is Will-O-Wisp on... Uh, Pokemon that well, you know you can do like TM is like a move that you can assign yeah to that so I guess that's what that is but I don't know what TM sixty one is ref in reference to I I don't know what their name is and it bothered the shit out of me because they had an inset promo where they said hey we're TM sixty one and the mighty don't kneel the mighty don't kneel you said you said it yeah why wouldn't that just be your name I don't know I, like, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense yeah I really. I, I was trying to think, like, maybe if, like, 61 was, like, the letters, like, mm-hmm. the number of the letters, mm-hmm. but it's not, because D is not the sixth letter in the <laughs> alphabet, and and K is not the first, so I'm, like, maybe it is just from Pokemon. It's Will-O-Wisp. Mm. I don't know. Their last names and Australian phone code. Thorn and Miller in Australia. Oh, plus six one is how you dial that. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> hey i agree hey you know what a better name is the mighty don't kneel uh, i don't know yeah uh, more like tm69 fuck yeah got him good job uh, uh dude there's a backdrop uh neck breaker the pin gets broken up and gargano dives to the outside 
I like that back, backdrop neckbreaker. Looked really good by Team Six One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the finish of the match comes with the super kick knee combo to I think it was Shane Thorne. I don't remember. It might have been Nick Miller. Um, and so Gargano and Ciampa win. And they have a post-match acknowledgement where they kind of stand in the ring and nod at each other like, yeah, this isn't over, like, respect, but respect. we'll see each other soon, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I like the length of this match. I like the amount of stuff that was in it. I like that everybody had a chance to shine. It wasn't your typical kind of, like, six or seven step Mm-mm. tag match. It, it gave ever. It did kind of repeat, like, steps three and four. <laughs> yeah. But, like, switched. So uh, it gave the audience... Uh, a, an introduction to TM61, and we'll see how they go from there. Yeah, I thought the commentating uh, did a really good job of I thought the us, commentating did a great job. Uh, yeah, uh, they gave us a reason to actually feel uh, like these this team is competitive. Like, yep. they spent most of this match putting these guys over as a very competitive and uh, able team. And, you know, at one point I really did think that, hey man, they might actually get a win out of this. Yep. And nobody would look bad. Yep. But um, no, either way, I'm good, I'm good to see these guys in the CWC or whatever it's going to end up be calling uh, uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Is oh, I did not know what you... I'm like, what the fuck is CWC? Is that, that like an Australian promotion? No, that that's what they've been calling the Cruiserweight Classic on on. Uh, forgot NXT, about that. Forgot which is just that. the reverse of WCW. Yep. Scoop. Uh, we get a Balor and Joe video package. It was very good. Yep. We get a Bailey promo backstage. Naya, Carmella, and Bliss all interrupt. And that's pretty much it. Baby Metal has the takeover song, which is insane to me. Until we talked to our friends at Funimation. Mm-hmm. And we brought this up. And we said, yeah, Baby Metal is doing like this song for this wrestling show. And they went, yeah, Baby Metal's like huge. It's. I mean, I, I know it's big. but I did not know. I. The only people that I know Baby Metal from is like Matt Bruce. Yeah. So... I, I Matt, when I think of things Matt Bruce likes, typically it's not things that are top thirty on the Billboard Top One Hundred. Yeah, apparently they're like really, so. really big. I I knew that they had kind of like gotten some traction here, but I to have them on Raw Weird. or to have them on uh, sorry NXT yep. anywhere in the WWE mm-hmm. neighborhood. Baby metal. They have to keep saying baby metal. Yeah, they have to keep saying it. They have to like it's fucking great. They have to keep saying baby metal. Oh, Corey Graves saying, yeah, my favorite band, Baby Metal. Mm. Fucking great. (laughs) Baby Metal. So I just, you know, I told the guys at Funimation that, well, we should just do the opposite. If they can have Baby Metal Uh on on our American wrestling program, Uh then we need to have a CG bluegrass reboot of Dragon Ball Z. Yep. So uh, go ahead and tweet at Funimation. Uh, and at Justin Rojas, uh, tell him bluegrass. He wasn't even part of that conversation. <laughs> That's right. He's gonna get this and go, yo, what the fuck is bluegrass DBZ? Yeah, CG bluegrass DBZ remake. That's that's gonna be the best. All I'm telling you guys is like, you remember how like that arcade Street Fighter game looked? That uh-huh. 3D one? Yep. That's how I want the new uh, DBZ to look. That sucks. Uh, we get a... Uh, a video package of the soon-to-be debuting Andre Cien Almas. He will be debuting soon. Yep. That's... Uh, Andrade Cien Almas. We'll see how he does. He was La Sombra. I have his mask. It's right up there. Yep. I got it from you. Yep, I bought that mask because I thought it was cool. It is cool. Um, so I guess we'll see what's up with uh cn almas i don't know what name he's gonna go by honestly um austin aries comes out and cuts a promo uh he talks straight into the hard cam he turns heel essentially he says he wants the title nakamura comes out and interrupts and he has a great promo with aries i thought oh man he's like winded from his entrance and and like starts like he's like kind of like half speaking japanese and it's just it's so weird and he goes, I'm oh, sorry, I don't understand I didn't understand you. And then Austin Reese says, I don't understand you. And he goes, Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Fucking great. I thought oh, I thought this promo was so much fun. For a guy who can't speak English, he's He speaks English really well. <laughs> like He speaks English so well. He does a great job of doing an yep. awesome promo. Uh knock so then William Regal comes down. With Nakamura and Aries in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he says, there's a number one contenders match at TakeOver. Whoever wins between you two, number one contender. They do a handshake and Nakamura does weird shakes. Yep. And that that's it. Here's my complaint with uh, NXT. It's Raw. 
You understand that a guy came down and cut a promo. He's interrupted halfway through his promo with another wrestler to come down and confront him. And then what's the way it's settled? The authority figure steps in and makes a match. I'm watching Raw. That's true. I'm watching fucking raw i didn't even think about it that uh, it's all i thought about wow. it really bummed me out yeah that is austin a aries is so much more dynamic than this you could have done this all as a backstage segment it could have been a lot faster mm-hmm. instead you had a promo in the ring just like raw i just don't think you need it like this show is trying to be different and you could tell that there have been some changes in how the show is run mm-hmm. and it's starting to become raw yeah well it's because it's starting to make money well, I think it's always made the money, but it's starting to sell out stadiums. I guess. Arenas, I, but, but the reason that it's selling that stuff out is because of how well it's done and the like the mold that it doesn't fit into. Mm-hmm. And it was just raw this yeah. week, and it really bummed me out. Yep, that's If man. you would have put this promo at the top of the show, you would have convinced me it was raw. Because that's, that's all this was. That's true. The only difference is you have a face, an actually full face authority figure. But it's the same premise. Yeah, yeah you're right. Man. It really bummed me out because I think Austin Aries is so much better than that. Yeah. And I think Nakamura is so much better than that. Mm-hmm. And I think William Regal is so much better than that. I'm, I'm, I don't typically mind if it builds to it, but like you could do this backstage. I think coming out and having Austin Aries talk into directly into the hard camera, talk directly into the hard camera. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, just, that sucks. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You could have had something where maybe Ares comes out and says his thing, and then Nakamura says his thing, and then Ares jumps him backstage or something like that. You could have you done it. You could have done a lot of different things, and it really just, it, it just landed on like, yeah, I would just do what Raw does. Cool. Really cool. American Alpha promo video. Um, or no, they have an actual promo. They cut yeah. a promo backstage and they're gonna take on the revival at takeover and i cannot wait for that rematch i think that's gonna be fucking awesome yep um no way jose against uh jonathan or organda organda or organa all i wrote is i forgot his name already except this is vandal on the back of his tights awesome well i forgot his name immediately after they said it i had to write it down he has an ugly abe lincoln beard yeah. Um, no way Jose does an airplane spin and then goes the other way, then does the rolling fireman's carry, like, sent on thing. Uh, Jose fires up from ch- some chops in the corner, does the fastball, uh, and does the cobra cut, cobra clutch slam for the win, then he dances with the announcers. Just one. Ta-da. Oscar promo, where, uh, Brian was in love with her, and she said that, uh, no matter who wins, she's gonna beat them. It's awesome. It's very good. Brian, why don't you take us through the main event since I didn't have it, I didn't have the heart to watch it. <laughs> it was actually uh I heard I heard it was very good. Was, I, I didn't have it in me to watch it. It I, was I, I don't I don't I didn't want to watch it. Oh, I don't blame you. If you take one piece out of this equation, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's that you had three incomplete parts that made one good whole. Smart. Um like actually, well, very excellent point. That I mean, that's that's the reason it worked. It's, it played on the strengths of a triple threat yep. to hide the weaknesses of the th- of the three competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Bliss wasn't a factor to start. Yep. Like she was sitting on the outside, kind of preying on on her best opportunity, and she like tries to get in. Nia Jax catches her, so she like goes back to waiting and lying in wait, and um, you know, all the while Nia Jax is fucking tearing everybody apart. Um, uh. Sorry. Uh, you got it. <laughs> I believe in you. I just have to read through what I just said. That's why. Uh-huh. Um, but I love Bliss because she does make a good impact with her moves. Even though she like kind of flubs the setup to them, once she gets the move going, she actually has a good uh, a good little bit of an impact to them. Good. Um, she's starting to get some strength, and I hope she just gets more confident. Cool. Um, Sparkle Splash is about to happen, but it's uh, broken up by Carmella. Carmella is doing exactly what I said last week of becoming the new... NXT underdog to get behind, which yeah. is perfect because give her anything. Yeah. Um, you get a double suplex by Nia Jax. Oh, that's cool. Oh, did they go? They both went to suplex her and then she suplexed them back. Which is that's cool good. because that's, a, that's like a rain spot. Yeah, but you haven't seen a lot of Nia Jax using her power right. 
um, like excessively. Uh-huh. You just see her kind of come in and just snuff. Yep. So it was really cool to see her actually use her power to, to like regain advantage. Uh, Carmella dives twice, which was fucking cool. Oh, that's cool. Carmella diving is not something I expected to ever see, but she does it and she does it pretty clean. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that she does it. Um, Carmella gets her submission in. Um, but she can't, like, cinch it, and it gets broken up. Ultimately, of course, uh, Nia Jax, uh, pins Carmella, and Asuka comes out at the end and just gets in the ring right up in Nia Jax's face. Oh, that's And cool. just holds up the title. Nia Jax is talking the whole time, mm-hmm. saying, if you get this close to me again, I'm gonna lay you out. Oh, hell yeah. You down. That's cool. Um, and, and, like, they really, that was the only other part of this episode of NXT that I was like, fuck yeah. Because I think Asuka is so incredible in her role that she has right now as this just undefeated fucking war, like... like war machine? Cra- war machine, yeah. I, I, like, I... Very patriot. Yep. Don't forget me. <laughs> so that takes us to Raw. Raw! Uh, the first hour and a half is like a thorn in her eye. Mm. Uh, the Memorial Day moment of silence. Don't worry, there's John Cena. They tried not to show him, but they showed him. Thus, to me, blowing his... But at the same time, it's I like... get it. I fucking understand. I know what the argument against it is. It doesn't make any sense still. It's oh, fucking dumb. Oh No, what I was going to say is why even have him come back on Memorial Day? Because no matter what you do, you're blowing everything. You either have him overshadow Memorial Day, which you can't do because it's John Cena. Oh, he came out and cut. He cut a raw raw USA promo. Like it, 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 it worked. Him coming back on Memorial Day is fine. Yeah. So it's it's totally fine. Um, I just didn't like him showing up at the beginning. I don't like everybody standing out uh, standing out on the ramp thing. I think it's fucking lame. I don't like that. I get that it's for Memorial Day. They, mm-hmm. they aired a Memorial Day video. Mm-hmm. I understand all the argument against uh, everything that I'm saying. I don't like as a re-debut of John Cena or like his return or whatever, having him stand out there is like so fucking weird. Yeah. It's like, it just, it totally takes like all the wind out of the sails. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so Shane comes down to cut a promo uh, and then Stephanie's music interrupts, uh, him and, uh, my finger kept slipping. I just kept skipping this. Whoops. Um, the New Day come down and they they interrupt and they want they want news on the brand extension. Yeah. Oh, is it is it real? Is it happening? And they said yes, July nineteenth or whatever. There's going to be a brand extension. So Raw is one set, and SmackDown is the other set. Hey, who's are we going to get split up? Well, we don't have any answers for that right now. Oh, who's going to be in charge of Raw and who's going to be in charge of SmackDown? Oh, we don't have any answers for that right now. Why did you split everything up? (laughs) Oh my god. In storyline, in storyline, this is supposed to be a great idea for a new era or whatever. All they did was go out there and go, well, you know, when we figure it out, it's all going to get thought out. Don't do it. Yeah. Why'd you do it? This is a segment where they went, we want answers. And then they went, no answers. We, but it will be very thought out. You know what that means? None of it's going to be thought out. Yep. I cannot I cannot believe this segment aired. I like genuinely oh, I cannot believe this segment. I, I agree with you 100% because the entire time I was watching it, I thought, oh, this will be a good way for them to answer questions. And they answered nothing and, exactly. and gave you nothing. They get, all they did was go, these are the questions you have. We don't have answers for those right now. Don't bring it up. Well, you know, we are uh, we are going to split the brands. Cool. Oh, any details? Well, no. Okay, how about just like some like broader ideas? No. Why'd you do this? Why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Why did you do this? I part of me wanted it to be because I I always like to think in the most obtuse outcome. Part of part of it was me going, oh, maybe they're going to come out there and go, oh, all this talk about brand split. What the hell is this all about? What is this all about? And then Stephanie and Shane just going, eh, we just did it for publicity. That would have been so fucking funny and such a cool thing in my mind just as a story. Uh-huh. But of course they're never going to do anything like that. And so, instead they just have a segment where nothing happens. So the New Day doesn't get any answers and they say, well, there's only one way to solve this. A dance contest. I fast forwarded through this so fucking hard. I, like, it would have given you whiplash. The... 
the gall to to come out and ask questions, give no answer, and then go, it's fine, we're just gonna dance. Fuck you. There's a reason I don't want there's a reason I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. Yeah. This is fucking awful. This is like a goddamn misery. It's I cannot believe this really happened. I really could not believe this was real. The vaudeville, so Shane dances, and then Stephanie's gonna dance, and then the vaudevillains jump the New Day. We go to commercial, we come back, and it's the vaudevillains versus the New Day. The New Day stomps a, a mud, mud a mud glory hole on the vaudevillains in the corner. Cool, thanks, JBL. Heat on Kofi, he gets clothesline to the outside. There's a hot tag to Big E, who comes in and just does belly to belly suplexes. Is that familiar to you at all? Uh, who else? Who else has a hot tag and does belly to belly? Nothing but belly to belly suplexes. Jason Jordan. Oh, that's right. I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking Titus O'Neil, but he does that. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Ha. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anderson and Gallows attack uh, Xavier Woods on the outside, and then attack Kofi, and then the Vaud villains lay out Big E. I think that's the way it went. Um, mm-hmm. And then the uh, and then Gallows and Anderson hit the Magic Killer as the Vaud villains leave. There you go. That's pretty cool. Uh, backstage, Gallows and Anderson are asked what's up, and they said, uh, we're here to make a statement. AJ Styles, we'll kick your butt. We'll kick anyone's butt. We'll butt kicking machines. Yeah, we're butt kickers. Get these damn get these damn title belts off my goddamn property. And uh, then we get a, a cruise doing backstage push-ups promo. This promo was awful. No! This... And then Big Show comes in, and it's good. And it's real good. This promo was like 2006 wrong. No. Big Show walks in, and then Apollo Crews goes, "What's up? You want to fight?" And then Big Show says, "No, I don't want to fight you." And then he's, and then Apollo Crews says, "Good, because I don't want to have to beat you up." <laughs> Fuck you. The Usos versus Febreze. Golden Truth on commentary. The Usos, spelled E W S O S. Oh yeah, got him. Usos. Yep. They do an inset, pro- uh, Breeze and Fondango do an inset promo, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usos win with a distraction roll up. Golden Truth lay out for Breeze on the outside, or Breeze Dongo, or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be called. Yep. And uh, I'm sure just watching uh, all the segments so far, you cannot wait for the brand split. Mm-hmm. Right? Guys, it's going to be great. Uh, my roommate, Andrew, all he said at the end of that match was, What a dumb, shitty match, and that's all I wrote. <laughs> There you have it. It was a dumb, shitty match. A lot of tag team matches on this show. Reigns comes out and cuts a promo. Rollins comes out and interrupts. And I really like his new gear a lot. Mm -hmm. He teases going into the ring and then walks back up the ramp, grabs a microphone, teases talking. Teases going back to the ramp. Laughs and walks away. Teases running back in. Walks away. And then teases at the top, whatever, and then leaves. Um, Is really long. Crowd chance boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to get you to boo Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. JR had an excellent tweet. Oh, today. really? Mm-hmm. What was preventing Roman Reigns from going out of the ring and attacking Seth Rollins? Hey, JR. Excellent fucking question. <laughs> like, like, really? I thought the opening segment was bad. I thought this was worse. Yeah. It was really, really bad. It it was... I feel like it was there to fill time so that way we could get to Cena versus... Or the, the Cena promo. Yeah. During halftime of the basketball game. That's... I forgot that the finals I, were going I on. really believe... It was game seven. Yeah. It was... It, it was, was, it was game. game seven of the Western Conference. Yeah. And I really believe that the point of this... Yeah. Was to get Cena... So they could time, so they could like time it out better yeah. to about where halftime would be. Well, that, I mean that makes sense because you know Cena's holding the world heavyweight championship. Ah, uh, and... yep. Uh, Rusev versus Ryder. Rusev wins. Rusev cuts a promo. Titus interrupts. Titus punches Rusev so fucking hard in the face. I think he walked into the other room when this happened. He laid him out with a right hook that was so loud. I must have because I didn't write it. Uh, I liked when he called him a Bulgarian blowhard, and then Rusev just went, "What is blowhard?" <laughs> Rusev has got so much character that he doesn't get to show. Yep. It sucks. Yep. Uh, Shining Stars promo. Why? Charlotte's walking backstage 
or there's like a Charlotte video package mm-hmm. showing off all of her, you know, like, hey, she dumped Ric Flair, whatever. Yeah. She's backstage with Stephanie, and Stephanie just fucking berates her and yells at Charlotte and says, you're a shitty champ. Thanks, Mom. A lot of problems with this. One. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Stephanie always goes over people, and, like, they, she never gets her come up, and so, like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Two, she's berating Charlotte, mm-hmm. who, three weeks ago, she was mad at in the ring and slapped Ric Flair. Remember Stephanie slapped Ric Flair? Mm-hmm. She slapped Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and now Charlotte, who everyone wanted her to dump Ric Flair because he was turning her evil, she dumped Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and Stephanie was mad at her. Nothing in this segment made sense. Nothing in this segment made sense. Guys, nothing in this segment made any sense. It was weird, and I don't get it. Explain it to me, please. Tweet at us at Go Home Show, because I don't... I Like, it blew me away. Uh, seen a video package. Enzo and Cass against the Dudleys. Uh, Enzo and Cass cut a good promo. Of course, it's always a good promo. Where they keep it G like a Packers helmet. I like that. Mm-hmm. Heat on Enzo. Hot tag the cast, and then a rocket launcher for the win. Uh, clean win over the Dudleys. Cesaro, Zane, and Ambrose are all backstage. For some reason, when uh, Cesaro says... We Swiss have a, a track record of making sound judgments. The mm-hmm. crowd pops super hard. They're like, yeah! And Ambrose keeps saying how you can't trust uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho because they're Canadian. And Sami Zayn just goes, I, I'm Canadian. And Ambrose, huge, giant eyes. Oh, that explains a lot. I thought this segment was so funny. Yeah. I thought it was very, very good. Um Cena comes out and cuts a promo. He's wearing uh, shorts with Ellen DeGeneres' face on them, which uh, really taking a lot of the weight out of this segment. That's all right. He cuts a USA promo. AJ Styles comes out and interrupts. There's an AJ Styles, John Cena chant back and forth for like three minutes, three, three and a half, four minutes. Like it's long. Yep. They just let them go. Hey, somebody in the chat says Swiss pop. It's a cheese reference. No, no, it's fucking, I refuse to believe that. I refuse. Uh, so Styles interrupts. The crowd wakes the fuck up. They're chanting back and forth. Huge, huge chant. Welcome back handshake from AJ Styles. And then Al- uh, again, fuck up both their names. Anderson and Gallows both come down and interrupt. And uh, Gallows wearing a lot of that uh, physique enhancer. He's got to look Slathered on. Slathered on. Um, and they cut a promo saying, we're going to go, we're going to tear through you idiots. And me and Brian are watching this going, we really have to watch Anderson and Gallows against AJ and Cena. Like, we're really doing this? Yeah. So they're right. getting ready for a fight. AJ takes all of his shit off, and then John Cena takes all of his shit off, and then turns around and gets laid the fuck out by AJ Styles. Yep. Gets the shit kicked out of him One by of the- AJ Styles and the club. The club is back together. They too sweet in the middle of the ring. They leave. AJ goes back in the ring and beats the shit out of John Cena. Like, three more times. And then they leave, and then AJ kicks, goes back and kicks the shit out of John Cena. And the refs come down. Huh? And then they leave, and then they get to the top of the ramp, and AJ Styles runs back down and beats the shit out of John Cena. This segment ruled. Yep. We should have known better, because yep. they were playing, wearing black and white. Yep. All of them. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles and the club. Yep. I, I'm into it. What well, does it mean that Balor's going to come next week and he's going to join the club, Eric? Yeah. Brand yep. expansion? Yep. Yes. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. There's, like, someone yelling outside. Yeah, it's... They're, like, screaming. They're uh, drunk. Yeah. Well, uh, Natty versus Dana with Charlotte. Discus clothesline, sharpshooter, distraction, fireman's carry, Michinoku driver by Dana, and she wins. Post-match beatdown by Charlotte and Dana on Natty. Becky comes down and makes the save, and apparently, playtime is over. Hmm. Terrible. Uh, Dolph Ziggler promo. He's the man of uh, 1,005 holds, and then he lists them, and Superkick is one of them. It's not a hold. Supposed to be like the uh, like the Chris Jericho thing from the nineties. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Dolph Ziggler wears a cool hat and a mouthpiece, and this is my favorite segment of the night because Dolph Ziggler just immediately kicks Baron Corbin in the dick. That was awesome. That was great. Miss, this is great outside. There's like people fucking fighting. This is great. Uh, Miz cuts a promo on Facebook. Kevin Owens, Alberto Del Rio, and Jericho backstage. Kevin Owens says. This is great. There's some crazy <laughs> shit happening outside. 
What the fuck? Somebody said something like, eat, eat your heart out, sweetheart, or something. I don't know. It was great. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens says, I called you a goat. You called me a donkey. I thought we were on good terms. And then Chris Jericho says, no, I've soured on you. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I thought that was a good segment. Then we get the main event. Cesaro, Zane Ambrose against Y2J, Alberto Del Rio, and Kevin Owens. Uh, uppercut train, apron cannonball, barricade uppercut, and a swing tease by Cesaro to start the match. The crowd starts chanting stupid idiot at Chris Jericho, which I think is great. Heat on Cesaro, hot tag to Zane, double jump crossbody and a haluva kick tease. Zane dives to the outside, then we get heat on Sammy Zane until he finally rallies back, hits a blue thunderbomb on Jericho. Hot tag to Ambrose, who gets enziguried, but uh, Jericho goes for the lion salt and lands on the knees. Ambrose dives from the top. Uh, triangle drop kick gets reversed. Oh no, I'm sorry, he dives to the outside. Triangle drop kick gets reversed, and uh, Jericho gets caught with like that rope choke hot shot move uh, to the top rope. Ambrose hits a diving elbow uh, to standing Jericho. Hits the uh, gets booted. Hits the loop de loop. Goes for the clothesline, but eats a code breaker. Owens tags himself in from Jericho. Goes for the pin, but uh, Ambrose kicks out. Jericho's pissed and can't believe it. Am- uh, Owens is mad, and he goes, "Don't look at me. It's your stupid move." <laughs> which I thought was great. And then we get a swing to Chris Jericho that gets interrupted by a backstabber, which looked really good. Uh, Haluva kick in the corner, super kick out of nowhere by Kevin Owens. Pop-up power bomb goes up and over on uh, Sami Zayn and then dirty deeds for a finish. Uh, so Ambrose goes over. Ambrose has lot, lost a lot of fan momentum. He closed out Raw, but he was not the main event. Hmm. That is what I think. I agree. There you go. You did it. We did it. Uh, sorry we had to rush there at the end. We got... Too caught up uh, with other things in the actual show. Yeah. But we did it, guys. It's episode 107 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Uh, you have any thoughts? We had some emails this week, but we didn't have time to get to them. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Go Home Show. We're typically quick to respond. Uh, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash the Go Home Show. Go Home Show at mega64.com is the email address. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, youtube.com slash ericbador is where you can watch it every Wednesday. And if you want to watch it live with about 100 other people, uh, you go to twitch.tv slash mega64podcast at 7.45 Pacific. It's 7.45 p.m. Pacific. We're not doing this in the morning. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 107 of the Go Home Show is in the books. Brian, Yo. is there anything else you want to say to these folks uh, before we take off? Yeah, I got to go play Ratchet and Crank, so I'm going to go home. Every time the name changes. Go home. Ratchet and Dank. <laughs>